Hello all, welcome to the Literacy Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 134, and today we'll be talking about Greg the Babysitter. I'm GC13. And I'm Sophia, and I have a proposal that in future episodes, I will try and derail you every time you try and do that intro. Oh boy, you know I can't just uh, take my headphones off. <laughs> just do that for the entirety of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. That'll be a one-sided conversation. But anyway, this episode was a cute little treat that a lot of people were angry about, because there's always people angry about the new episodes, but a lot of people were angry about because it was a flashback episode that didn't have a major development or reveal about the past or something. To be honest, I can kind of understand where they're coming from. I mean, like, how do you, how do you have a flashback episode and, like, we're getting no taste of the gem war, although I guess it was for Storm in the Room, when that was like, really, oh, come on, please. Well, we still got plenty of development in Storm in the Room, but what I like about Greg the Babysitter is I can very clear, like, Stephen is absolutely Greg's son. Like, I can easily imagine Stephen running through Beach City screaming sour cream and rose the way Greg did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I absolutely love Greg's laser-like focus, shouting out for sour cream as he plays Potato Brothers at the arcade. <laughs> yeah, and that that's such a Steven thing to do, honestly. I mean, Greg would do it still if he, like, had the energy and fitness. Although, seeing what Greg is doing with his life, what he's eating, and how he's spending his time, I don't think young Greg is very fit either. Well, he has been slacking on his workout routine for a few decades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he counted the, the Ferris wheel incident as the last workout. Yeah. He was pretty nimble uh, in his younger days. He was able to get right up there. To climb up the Ferris wheel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, that, that that's not just a complete lack of fear. That's That's physical fitness right there. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not too much fitness to climb hand over hand, I mean, I'm pretty sure only the worst of us could climb a ladder. You had to go up rounded surfaces at an angle. Maybe. Maybe he's done it before to try and escape people he's stolen food from. Yeah, the impressive thing, though, is how Sour Cream was able to get up there. I mean, he's a gifted child. Yeah, I like the the genetic, like those those hints of, of relation, family relation. Greg is very much like Steven, and Sour Cream is very much like Onion, surprisingly <laughs> yeah. enough. Well, they do have the same mother. They're both were very weird babies, although I am loving baby Sour Cream. The fact that they gave him a Lenny face and a grown <laughs> man's voice. Meh. <laughs> it was perfect. I wish real babies were like that. Yeah, well, I wish real babies were as chill as that. I mean, as long as you, it's like he's like a weeping angel. As long as you're watching him, he's not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah, sour cream is he was precious. <laughs> I wonder how Vidalia afforded that house on a single parent income. Not just a single parent. That's a minimum wage job right there. Mm-hmm. Maybe she had some leftover money from, I don't know, dealing meth or whatever she was doing before she settled down. Maybe Marty's actually cutting her the legally required checks. Oh, the the child support? Maybe. Yep. Maybe, maybe, maybe. 
Still, I mean, we don't get the impression that Marty's all that successful in the music biz. I mean, he talks about how successful he is, but... Speaking of Marty's money, which has now been gifted to Greg at this point in the series, I did check. Why is he still running the car wash? What else is he going to do? Oh, work on finishing that album? Yeah, I want to hear Water Witch. Where is that, Greg? That is a very good point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's just, like, so much extra content that Steven Universe is capable of. You know, Greg's albums, like, they... They have the potential to release their stuff as if it was released in the real world, in our world, because theirs is, like, similar. Like, they did the same thing with Keep Keep Beach City Weird. And they did the same thing with Steven's Vines, and they could do it with Greg's uh, albums. They could sell the albums. They've done it for Code Lyoko. They could do it for Greg. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So that would be nice. But, so I I guess going to the start of the episode, or, well, mostly, the start of the flashback, I love that song, the I Need a Little Change. Mm, mm, I adore that song. I I love the shot of Rose as he does the you, and then I I love her cute little dance. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, everybody agrees, best part, her throwing Greg in the air and catching him. Yes, like a tiny child. I love how they definitely kept that massive height difference moderately consistent in this episode. Like, Greg's proportions kind of changed here and there, but he was always, like, at the most half of Rose's height. Mm, I don't think he's that small, but, I mean, she does dwarf him big time. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that Rose is just, like, insanely enormous, and that we tend to forget, and then she actually, like, stands next to another person. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yes. We also got the amazing gift of Greg being shirtless 90% of this episode, which people were loving. <laughs> and I will neither uh, confirm nor deny if I was part of those people. Uh, you kind of wonder the way Greg and Vidalia were hanging out with each other. I, I mean, did Vidalia ever see that, well, maybe Greg will get tired of Rose. What am I going to do if he gets tired of her and wants to switch on to me? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I think Vidalia is very much on the point of being an adult, and she would not welcome having a man-child <laughs> as a partner. Like Greg would have to do some serious growing up in Vidalia for Vidalia to ever consider him, because she has a kid. Like she can't just have some, you know, roamer. Yeah, she was already she was already in the transition from woman-child to adult, so. Uh, Greg would have to go through some changes, but he goes through those changes voluntarily uh, towards the end of the episode. I mean, as well as as much as Greg is gonna change, getting a minimum wage job is not that much of a change. Mm. That's okay. I mean, I, I think she probably figures he made good on himself. I mean, you see how well he raised his kid. Well, the kid was raised in a van. Mm-hmm. I wonder at what point does Greg actually own the car wash? Like it's implied that he does. So how did that ownership get passed to him? Yeah, they they imply in several they they imply in several spots that he does own it. I mean, for one in the new Crystal Gems, most recently, you know, he has to call his neon guy to get the sign fixed. Yeah, and he got the uh, car wash brushes. So maybe it's like a chain that that he's the the manager of, the only actual employee of. So who knows? Hmm. I don't know, because if it was a franchise, I don't think that he'd be able to just get a brand new sign. Also, 
Greg said, looking at the one dollar and some change in his guitar case, saying that's not even enough to buy a bad hot dog. Doesn't this take place in like the eighties? No, I've... maybe the nineties. What indications did we have of it being uh, the eighties, other than Pearl's fashion sense? I mean, we're not we're not gonna say that the gems are with the times as far as fashion is concerned. Well. You have to consider that Greg is probably in his mid-twenties at the at the, the flashback moment in time. And he is probably well into his thirties when Rose is pregnant. And- no, this isn't this isn't even two years later. Uh, this isn't even two years after he meets Rose. It's probably like a couple months after, yeah. Because he stalls the money to eat. No, th- this is this is at least a year after he meets Rose. Probably a year and a half, no more than two. Maybe, you have to consider... Because he met Rose on the day that sour cream was conceived. That's a good point, so he would be... Hmm. It would be a couple months, yeah. I mean, he's still early enough in the relationship for him to be in that, you know, rose-tinted glasses. (laughs) 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 Um, So I'm assuming this is the early 90s, based on we know he's 40 when Stephen is 14, and this is a few years before Stephen was born. And the show takes place in roughly the 2013 to 2015 range. Yeah, it was 2014. It was, I think, directly mentioned in the comics. And Stephen, you know, is 14. So he was probably born right at the turn of the millennia. So, hmm. And also, I looked it up. The price of $1 in the in 1990 would be about $2 now. So Greg got $2 mm. from playing a song at the beach, which probably also would not get him a bad hot dog. It might get him, it might get him a bad hot dog. I don't know. Well, I know that there was a sign up saying that the bike shop was renting bikes for $15 a day. So I'm not sure how helpful this is, because unless we can find an archive of the bike rental prices <laughs> in tourist traps throughout throughout time. Well, no, you don't even have to do that. What you can do is look up the average bike rental price. And then divide it by two and see, and, and then basically do some math to see how much the inflation has grown and match that to a point in history. Anyway, we're doing a lot more thinking than the creators probably did. So. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, we're talking because cartoon. I mean, that's why Sour Cream was able to get up on top of the, on top of the Ferris wheel. Well, because the plot, he has to, he has to get up there for the plot to continue. Well, I think it was also to emphasize that he's a weird baby. A very weird baby. Um, yeah, on one hand, you have the superpowers, but then another because cartoon thing is when Greg's like, oh, I'm not a baby. I don't need people to do all these things that Vidalia's been doing for me. When, I mean, if I was trying to articulate why you can't let a baby go up there, it wouldn't be because he needs someone to feed him or wash his clothes. It would be because he doesn't understand enough about the world to understand the dangers he's getting into. Well, yeah, and he's much more likely to die. It is really funny. Do you want to get down? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, who is Vidalia's voice actress? Yeah, I'm looking at her voice actress is Jackie Buscarino. Oh, yeah. She voices Pacifica Northwest and Susan Strong in Adventure Time. So, yeah, her voice did sound kind of familiar, but I couldn't place it, so I guess that doesn't make sense. Also, I have never seen an actress match the character so much as this person matches Vidalia. Uh, I'm just not seeing it, at least not from the picture on the wiki. 
I mean, like, it's more of the, the aesthetic and the vibe than plain appearance, but she's got the kind of... Don't touch me, I'm better than you? Yeah, like punk goth sort of look, and yeah. Potato Brothers, I know. Now, every time I look at that, I'm trying to... Is that a box of french fries on the side there? I mean, it makes sense, potatoes, but what's the onion doing there? Maybe it's an enemy. What is with Vidalia's family names? What is their what is their last name? That's a good point. What is why is it that her and her offspring have such odd names? Because Vidalia is the name of an onion, and you yep. like sour cream is something you combine with onion, and then onion is just onion. Yes, I mean Vidalia. Like, I don't think that on its own would t- be too weird if there was a person named Vidalia, and I just happened to know that it was a type of onion. Like, I really wouldn't think that much of it. Like, it'd be the same if someone's name was, like, April or May or June or something. But the fact that she has children (laughs) that are even more drastically named, like, on his birth certificate, sour cream is sour cream. (laughs) Well, I mean, I just don't know. (laughs) It's funny, that's why. I want to know what their last name is. Yeah, we know the last names of most people. I mean, we don't we don't know Mr. Fryman's first name, but we know his last name. We know Kofi's last name is Pizza. Mr. Smiley, Harold Smiley, um, Sadie Miller. Uh, do we know Lars's last Lars, name? Lars, I think we know Lars's last name. Characters, humans, Lars. Oh no, we don't know Lars's last name. Okay, because I I didn't think so. So we don't know the Lar- Lars- Lars's family's name. We don't know Vidalia's family name. And we, we don't know her maiden name or Yellowtail's last name. Yeah, the wiki says that Lars's full name is Laramie. And yep. I don't know if that's just because the common knowledge that that's what the name Lars is short for. No, or no, said he, in the show. The, his, his parents call him Laramie in the new Lars. That is so weird. Yeah. Like, Lars is one of those names that you know has a longer version, but I would have never guessed Laramie. And Jer- people who were named Jeremy, it would be like jars. <laughs> so instead of, instead of, what is it? Who's Jeremy? What's the Jerry from Seinfeld? It would be Laramie. Or Jer- yeah. Jars. Larry. Living like Larry. Um, but yeah, this was overall a very cute episode. I liked it. I like that Rose is weirdly brutish. And kind of like... Not so much naive, but I guess naive is actually a good word. In a little bit, most of most of her experience with humans is from afar. She's had other relationships with humans before, but never this close. You know, it it seems like she's used to holding them at arm's length and just being the object of their worship. Usually, (laughs) yeah, that's interesting. Like, and it's also interesting that they were all men. Like, I mean. That yeah, can be that, that seems that seems usual. Hmm. I don't know. I find I find Rose's past not just from the war, but after the war, before she met Greg, to be fascinating and and unhappy. It has been so little talked about. Yeah, that would be. I mean, again, there are just so many so many spinoff series that need to be made. We need a mini series for the war. We need a series about the Crystal Gems after the war and before the Steven. 
I think you're uh, too ambitious, GC. I think it would be good to get maybe a bomb, maybe like something over the garden wall style at the most. We we just maybe need a couple a Steven shorts. Universe Media Empire. Okay. <laughs> oh, that would be a challenge. I, I will settle for uh, letting Obsidian make a role-playing game set during the Rebellion, as long as you know the story and characters are... Well, they're pretty good at writing characters themselves. Telltale you know, games, the, the, Steven Universe? No, no Telltale. <laughs> well, uh, actually, no. Telltale would be pretty good for what I would expect after the Rebellion. That would actually be in their wheelhouse. But But again, the Sugar and the crew has to have a lot of creative input on that. I want a real-time strategy like that overview 2D of the Gem War as an mm. app for the phone. Please and thank you. You hear that, Crewniverse? The all zero of you who actually listen to us? We are overflowing with ideas. Hey, as long as Cartoon Network's got the capital. Well, I mean, if Lauren Zook's Bad Pearl could make it into an actual canon episode, who knows? <laughs> Oh, that was such a beautiful episode, too. I loved Last One Out of Beach City. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's see. Oh, you want to talk about Rose making mischief, though. I loved her giving Greg the pizza suntan. <laughs> yeah. Mean, that's cold. And she just sat there. How long would it take for that? She just sat there and watched him for at least an well, hour. Well, Greg is no dark-skinned buddy. He is pretty pale, so he could be one of those people who sunburns really easily. But the sun did some serious rotation in that time, and she just watched him. Well, it's possible she didn't understand. Like, it's hard enough for her to understand people as a whole, like, for her to understand that some people are more sensitive to sunlight than others. I don't know. She she laughed like she knew that it would leave a pizza-shaped gap in his suntan. Why didn't she write swear words in sunscreen on his chest? Like, that's a uh, missed opportunity, bros. Go big or go home. She doesn't seem like that kind of person. Well, she could draw something sweeter, like a heart or something. She could draw a diamond. <laughs> she is his what diamond. What the fandom would do to tear that apart. She could probably draw like I think I could see her doing a star on his chest or something. Oh, okay, but that would be that would be awesome. Like if if she's his diamond and he gets the diamond on his uh, chest, like it's his uniform. Mm. That would be awesome. That would be further proof that you know people have been clinging to that Rose is secretly evil. I wouldn't say secretly evil. Well, if there is a better word for secretly, but yeah, a lot of people have been theorizing for basically probably years at this point that roses had ulterior motives that are not that are really morally gray if not just outright bad for, for the most part i kind of get the impression of roses somebody really doesn't want to have to be evil but you know when it comes down to it she's going to get her hands dirty if you know if, if she has to mm -hmm. and i mean that was basically proved wrong because that's exactly what steven was thinking steven was like searching for how Rose was secretly evil and he couldn't find anything. He thought, like, everyone in the fandom was theorizing that Rose had made Steven so he could fight Homeworld, but she had no idea that Homeworld was coming. She made Steven because she wanted to. Hmm. Well, I mean, we don't know for sure, because at our best guess, all the Rose, all Rose's room can do is tell him what he's thinking, but... That whole episode is like, oh, how much how much can we trust this? We don't know. Well, Greg said it outright. 
like, if anyone was to know that Rose is planning Steven for a higher purpose, it would be Greg. Hmm. Why would she tell him? I don't know. I think it's because he's just not as invested in the gem war, and he would love Steven mm. regardless of what Steven turned out to be. Versus if she told the gems, the gems would only be expecting that and never allow him to be unique. Or to, like, yeah. never allow him to be unique as they already are, because they're already expecting to be like Rose. But I don't know, Greg's like the kind of person to be like, oh no, this this is serious. Should I tell somebody responsible? Like, Pearl, no, Pearl hates me. I better tell Garnet. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. So much, so much that we all want to know. Yeah. I just, I just need, like, that Summer of Steven nightmare again, please. <laughs> no, no more. Just weekly episodes from now on. How about, stop like... stop leaking them, please. Oh, yeah, this is the recent leak that, of course, I pounced on immediately. So, do you have any more about Greg the Babysitter to say? I guess, I guess I should throw out Steve gave Greg that dollar, Steve from Blue's Clues. Or at least that's what everybody's saying, because it's the shirt. Well, not everyone has a claim on the, what is it, blue and green striped sweater? 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 Well, everybody's saying it's Steve, so I figured I'd mention it. I'm not convinced myself, but, eh. I mean, of all the things the creators would make a reference to, like, they're all too old to have watched Blue's Clues in their childhood, really. Mm. And they're too young to have kids who have watched it, so... I don't know, they're, they're too old to have been in the target audience for Blue's Clues at the time, but that doesn't mean that Blue's Clues was not a cultural phenomenon, even beyond that. Like, how many people who do Lazy Town memes are actually in the audience for Lazy Town? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and guess that a lot of them. I watched Lazy Town as a kid, and if I had been five years older or younger, I still probably would have watched Lazy Town. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I think Lazy Town, a lot of its popularity is from people who don't really watch the show. Well, I think, like, vague after-memories are enough. Like, obviously, all the memes are not from nostalgia. It's because the show is completely and absolutely absurd. (laughs) Well, anything else to add about Greg the Babysitter? Nope. Steve was all I had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, everybody, until next week... I'm GC13. And I'm Sophia. Leave us a review on iTunes. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.